0: Thank mm-hmm. you. I'm Frankie, and I'm so excited to welcome you to the fourth episode of the Sad Girl Podcast. I hope that currently you are lighting up your blood, getting grounded, staying safe, and loving yourself. I want to tell you a little bit about me and a little bit about this podcast. I am a 30-year-old queer Mexican-American creator whose mediums include, but are not limited to, writing, photography, videography, collaging, drawing, cooking, sewing, and now podcasting. On the Sad Girl Podcast, not only am I taking you with me into worlds i created in my writing, but I'll also be taking you with me down my path to truth and hopefully joy. In this next piece that I'm going to share with you is one that got the most votes on the Sad Girl Podcast Instagram this week. Now, before I get into it, I'm going to give you a little background on some of my writing history. I first started writing seriously in my freshman year of high school when my English teacher at the time had us write a story. And I'm saying story in quotations because I ended up just writing a memory. It was the first time I had actually used writing as a form of therapy. Some years had passed and I developed a love for storytelling and had become a part of a group of writers on Tumblr. That is where I first was introduced to roleplaying. We would develop each other's characters by having them interact with each other. One author writing for their character and the other author writing for theirs, essentially role playing. I didn't only role-play on Tumblr, but also on an app called Chat World, in the room Outsiders, and then later, and finally ended on an app called Virtual Space. I haven't roleplayed in years, and sometimes I do miss it. Several characters that you have been introduced to so far have actually been developed through these sites and roleplaying interactions. Eli, in particular, was created solely for roleplay, and then later became the main character in my book, Dopamine. You'll come across some characters in my stories who were actually gifted to me by their creators authors. Examples, Cameron, Mia, Genevieve, Lux, Wolfgang, and Sabine. Shaddix in this story was not given to me. And he is written by this amazing creator, whose name I won't say for privacy, but who gets all the credit. Soteria is the daughter of my characters, Kara and her partner, Cameron. She is also their youngest. This scene was developed with a completely different turnout for how Kara's story actually went. Soteria and Shadex are later joined by another character, who is written by yet another author. I hope you enjoy. Soteria stands at a clearing her wavy dark hair reaching her waist as she surveys the area, unsure of how she got there exactly, her mind being boggled up and not realizing the path she had been taking. She glances around her with her rich brown eyes, her guard up in case of any danger, but her stance looking relaxed as she links her thumbs on the white belt at her waist. She gives a small sigh and decides to take a walk the long hair swinging slightly against her back with the movement. She unlinks her thumbs and pulls down her yellow vest before shoving her hands in the pockets of her black jeans. Where is this place? She mumbles quietly. Welcome, weary traveler. A voice above the wandering girl echoes. Shattuck sits in the branches of a tree, long, dead, and gray. He rests against the trunk, one knee up. His other leg hangs lazily off the branch. His dark figure is almost invisible against the cold evening shadows. Are you lost? He asks. Soteria turns towards the voice, her eyes able to see well in darkness or in the light. She sees the figure speaking to her. Brown eyes narrow slightly as she senses his aura. She gives a curt bow and greeting. I am a bit lost, I guess you could say. Where is this place? She keeps her hands in her pockets as she studies the branch she sits on, taking in its condition. Well, welcome to the middle of nowhere, he chuckles. He waves a lazy hand at the clearing a place for one to be lost, Shaddix says to the girl, there are many dangers in this forest that may befall a lonely traveler like you, he flashes a smile, showing no desire to leave his comfortable spot, she smirks at him and turns away taking a look at the area, fantastic, the middle of nowhere, with dangers. Soteria chuckles and shakes her head before looking back at him. Thank you, kind sir, for the information. She bows again, but this time in gratitude. Shaddix chuckles at the girl, then his face grows more somber. Yes, dangers. Evil things lurk in these woods. Mauled animals have been found all over, even bears. His voice expresses concern whispers of a terrible monster roaming the trees. Soteria raises an eyebrow, slightly amused by the information, not feeling concerned by the idea of a possible danger. She has faced and fought horrible creatures during the war that occurred in her homeland. Protecting and defending herself was, and is not a problem. And you do not know what this creature is or how long it has been here? She crosses her arms, feeling tired of looking up at the stranger. Shaddix nods his pale face. I was told about it when I came here, he replies. It makes its home at the edge of the lake, a cave near the waterfall. Shaddix points to the far end of the clearing, where a stream flows off a rocky ledge Everything is dead down there. Nothing grows. Well, I will make sure to stay clear of that area. The girl gives a small wave with a smile, trying to lighten the mood. I'm Soteria. She crosses her arms and straightens out her vest before linking her thumbs on her belt again. Shadix flashes a smile and drops from the tree. In the moonlight, his pale skin shone with a slight glow contrasted with his dark clothes. His neck is inlaid with black markings. Extending a hand to the girl, he looks at her with his dark eyes. So, what are you? He asks. I've seen many odd creatures pass through here. The girl shakes his hand with her small hand. Shake firm and let's go. My mother is, was Elvin. And my father is a werewolf. Soteria gives him a half grin and tilts her head, brushing some of her long hair behind her shoulder in the same movement, studying him. What are you? If that's not too rude. An elven werewolf? Hmm? Shadducks asks. Such an odd combination. As her hand reaches to his, he takes it his touch feeling icy cold, like metal in the winter. In a moment, his hand pushes farther around her wrist. His grip is solid, strength matching his large frame. What am I? He repeats. What am I? Shadix's voice grows deeper, his eyes suddenly darker Black tendrils like the markings on his neck crawl along his forearm and hand. The markings on his neck begin to move in an unearthly, living way, crawling up to his face. A face, pale as can be, that begins to twist hellishly. In his mouth are rows of long, jagged teeth, made for a Why? I'm the monster. He growls. Soteria frowns as she notices his touch, then stares at him. Her brown eyes widen in surprise and go unfocused, quickly changing to gold as the force of his spirit and black aura hits her full force. The surprise and slight fear she feels is not influenced by his change in appearance. Anger rips through her at her foolishness for ignoring the suspicion she felt earlier, and she glares at Shadok's. Are you planning on mauling me? With a chuckle, like tearing metal, he opens his mouth wide, wider than any human could, revealing the terrifying maw in full. Maw. Oh no, Chadwick replies. Mauling kills a person far too quickly. As he speaks, the markings curl around his left hand, moving along his fingers. Each end extends, growing long and sharp as the strange living tendrils make their way across his skin. It's the pain, the sadness, the fear, Shaddix explains. My aim is not death. The girl continues to glare at him with her gold eyes, not bothering to try and pull her hand away. Fear. I'm not afraid of much when it comes to being harmed or killed myself. There's only one thing I fear, and you are not it. At least not in this scenario. So, if you are planning on torturing me, please get on with it, Soteria says, as she pulls at the earth with her spirit. Shadix lets out a much deeper, lower chuckle. He tightens his grip, yanking the girl towards him and putting a large, clawed hand around her neck pushes tightly, but not enough to cut off her air supply just yet. A strong-minded individual, he growls. Shaddix raises a clawed digit, dragging the end along her cheek ever so slightly, not exacting any pressure whatsoever. Even still, the motion leaves the faintest red line, not enough to cause blood. A high five with his claws would be like sticking your hand in a box of razor blades. Simply touching them meant a cut. Soteria stares at him, her expression slightly bored, when he pulls her towards him, completely unafraid now. Torture was nothing new to her, and breaking her was not as easy as hurting her, no. The only way to cause any sort of real anguish or fear within the girl would be to harm anyone of those she loved. She gives a small sigh as he causes the mark on her face. You seem to like to play thoroughly with your toys, don't you? She tilts her head, examining his beam before staring into his eyes and shrugging. Strong-minded? Just a tad, she whispers. A resonating growl issues from the of razors. As it grows, however, it turns into a low chuckle. The teeth twist back into his pale, handsomely human face and the markings, along with their claws, recede beneath his jacket. Shadix's laugh continues, and he releases the girl's arm. Wow, most people are either pissing themselves or trying to fight their way out by then, he tells the girl, then breaks into laughter again. The name's Shadix, he says, calming down. Soteria's eyes return to a reddish-brown slowly. Along with his receding transformation, her lips forming a small smirk. She watches his laughter, wondering just how far he must have gone with others, and shakes her head slowly. Well, I guess you could say I'm an odd combination, she quotes him calmly, as she leans her weight onto one leg. Crossing her arms, her stance watchful yet relaxed. As his laughter fades, Shaddix flashes a grin. You don't show fear, how gutsy. He says to the girl but no fun his voice though deep and low because of his natural large frame has a pouty undertone like a child who had toy taken away it's more fun when they run with a resigned sigh he returns to his normal demeanor well well not what shall i do Soteria waves her hand dismissively as she thinks of what they could do and turns back to him. You can pretend if you like, she says, grinning widely, her pupils slightly dilating with excitement. I could run. She tilts her head, watching his reaction, feeling amused by him and his childish demeanor. Or would it not be the same? No, 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 Shaddox mumbles. He scuffs the dirt with his boot. It's just not the same. He shrugs. Oh well. Not like I can pretend kill you. Shaddix chuckles. No, I suppose you couldn't. But you could really kill me, she grins at his gesture. I'm sorry I'm no fun for you, Soteria says. Not sorry about it at all. She wonders about him and why or how he could receive enjoyment from pain or fear. You never said what you are. She looks up at the branch she had been sitting on smiling at its condition and remembering his description of the area where the monster was said to reside. Shadex nods, a quiet smirk across his face. He extends a hand once again, though the marks are absent. No tricks this time. I'm Shadex, he says. I'm a shadow demon. Soteria shakes her head, looking in his eyes and then at his hand, keeping her hands where they're at. She learned her lesson the first time around shadow demon she looks him over curiously never has she heard or encountered a shadow demon before that's interesting one of a kind shaddix chuckles i'm not a traditional demon he yawns stretching when his mouth opens his teeth flash though not maliciously wicked as before they are perpetually in between that and human-like I'd prefer not to delve into the backstory of how I came about. I wasn't going to ask. She smiles and looks away to better take in the area. Distracted by thoughts of her father, Soteria quickly shakes her head as if to shake the thoughts. You said there was a lake or a river? Yes, come this way, Shaddock says. He walks off through the clearing and to the stream. He follows it to the ledge where it spills down over the rocky overhang and into the small lake. Looking up at the starry night, he lets out a huff and turns to the girl. Here's the lake, Shadak says, gesturing to the glass-like surface. Soterio follows him smiles and smiles in gratitude. Don't let me take up your time, she says, feeling he might be bored. She didn't want him to feel by any means that he had to stick around. She stares at the lake, grabbing a long strand of hair slowly playing with it, the gesture a nervous habit. The girl turns to Shaddix, wondering whether he will leave or stay. In the cold night air, the perfectly still lake is an enormous mirror. The stars in the sky are reflected brilliantly against the water. The moon dominates the slate, a beam of beautiful light cutting through the darkness quite the sight, isn't it? she says to the girl maybe it's the magic radiating from this place it is hard to miss the spirits Soteria says her voice as quiet as a whisper the nervousness she feels coming by the overwhelming aura of the land her mother had been extremely sensitive and empathetic to the spirits of the earth, able to bond with them and draw her own power from them she had passed this same ability to Soteria. She takes a deep breath in order to collect herself and gain some sort of composure. She looks at Shaddix, her normally rich brown eyes and amber now. Can you feel them? She asks, studying his response. A sharp wind rushed past her, carrying the slightest whisper of a voice. He knows the spirits, but he cares little of others. The voice of the elder winter spirit caught on the wind. To protect the townspeople from him, I sacrificed my body. The wind carried traces of the snow flurries dancing around them. Beware of the demon of darkness. Soteria sits against the wall of a small nook, fast asleep, suddenly awake. What a strange dream. Today, I am extra squishy and extra sensitive. I was actually going to record this yesterday, but some things happened and I wasn't able to. I had a completely different message yesterday for this part than what I am going to share now. I would like to share my growth with my own fears and triggers. Yesterday, while I was working on this, someone in my building set their apartment on fire on purpose said they were schizophrenic and they ended up getting arrested I hate that they criminalized the mentally ill and this is me saying this despite the rampaging fear that this fire triggered in me when I was a little girl and living with my mom in Mexico our house caught on fire I had always been afraid of thunder because of this reason which I have slowly been overcoming and I guess something in me knew how much that fire affected me but I guess I didn't want to acknowledge it. I was talking to my friend on the phone afterwards because I was really shaken. I kept having small crying fits, and she mentioned how her home had caught on fire when she was little, and suddenly that fire from Mexico came to mind, which had normally only been triggered by lightning and thunderstorms. Thanks to that, I've been able to address and work through it, and while I do feel better, I am also very sensitive and just a little bit, or maybe a lot of bit sad. So, I wanted to say thank you. Thank you to everyone who checked on me and made sure I was okay. I love you and I'm grateful for you. Thank you for the growth that you have helped me achieve. I appreciate you. Thank you for joining me on this adventure please feel free to leave me any questions, thoughts, comments, advice, or anything you want me to highlight on the Sad Girl Podcast Instagram, and I'll speak to you again next Sunday. Bye.